Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I had a really hard time with the assignment this week for this episode. <laughs> uh, I'm Jay, and I mean that's fair. It's it was a it was a difficult assignment. Uh, Trevor, why don't you you talk a little bit about our uh, compatriot who's not joining us? <laughs> okay, uh, so Josh is not joining us again this week because um, we are only recording two days or one day after what we recorded last. Therefore he is still uh, neck deep in um, politics. <laughs> basically, which... basically uh, you know, we're, we're going to find out the results of Josh's uh, primary. And then about five, six hours later, I'm hopping on a plane, leaving the state. And I guess uh, whether I come back might depend on uh, how well Josh does. <laughs> well that's uh that's a grim outlook <laughs> i have faith trevor i don't know why but uh, certainly in uh the bubble i'm in josh is doing great <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure uh, you're shocked to hear this uh yeah um i mean i don't live in any bubbles to be fair i've popped all my own bubbles and live under a box um so uh, I, I don't really know, but my bubble, I guess, is Facebook. And on Facebook, you get wildly different opinions, depending on whether A, you're on his opponent's Facebook page, B, on his Facebook page, or C, on the local news uh, group Facebook page. I have so, been kind of surprised that it seems like on the local uh, news site, it kind of feels like, um, Josh, it seems like most of the responses are more favorable towards Josh than not and then, am um, I wrong on that. I don't think you're wrong. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. De- definitely. Um, definitely more positive towards him. Um, actually, let me rephrase. I actually don't think they're more positive towards him. I think they're more negative towards his. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably fair, which is okay. I mean, that's the, in yeah, the end, I mean, that's still the same thing. There are a lot of people who, when they vote for Josh, they're going to be voting against <laughs> uh, his opponent. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, I guess as far as um, stuff with Discount Games Inc. Um, for this week, uh, one second. There's a, a bunch of. Oh, I guess I, I will say uh, if you have been interested in the uh, song of ice and fire uh, game. And there's 
some pre-sales that we're doing. We're kind of checking to see how those pre-sales do. If it goes well, then um, we're thinking of picking up the entire line. Um, something that I guess has kind of surprised me about uh, the Song of Ice and Fire uh, miniatures game is that I I saw it and I was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just not going to be picking this up because it's put out by Cool Mini or not, and that means that they're going to release a product. It won't be supported. It's going to be a flash in the pan, and there is, there's no reason for me to uh, pick this up. And it seems like I, it hasn't died, A, <laughs> which, which surprised me, but it has continued to grow as well, which also surprised me. I've had a lot of friends that, uh, that have uh, said that they're playing it and enjoying it. So that surprised me quite a bit. So I am considering picking it up. Um, and I guess vote with your dollars if you want that to happen. Yeah. Um, they're definitely on the hot seat right now amongst the board game community. Oh, do tell. I, I, I love a good, uh, game Kickstarter drama. (laughs) I'm not involved in any way. And I, I'm really not the person to tell you about it other than I tangentially see these threads where people are just losing their mind over cool mini or not, um, and shipping costs. So apparently there was a Kickstarter. I don't even know which one it was recently. It's, it's going to be for the, I, I do know this. It's it's for the uh, basically Marvel Zombicide. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, they they said we'll charge you for shipping later, and yep. guess what? Ship shipping is like three four times more than what people expected it to be. Yeah, I mean a lot of the shipping is like 150 bucks. So they're like WTF, mate. We're getting <laughs> ranched here, and I don't appreciate it. Uh, which I mean, I can definitely see uh, both sides of uh, the situation here. Yeah. So, um, so our do you do you have we we decided since we don't have Josh with us uh, that we were we enjoyed it when we did a uh, the top five movies for uh, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. and we're both a little bit bigger movie guys than Josh is, so it, it made a little bit of sense to do another movie <laughs> that's list. A, that's a pretty big understatement, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I mean, looking at this, it feels like we need to do a top ten and not a, a top five. Are, are you, you, able you to- told me top five, and I came up with eight, and then threw a few offs to the side that I'm like, well, I, I really came up with eight. Okay, we'll add two more on, and we'll do a top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can that quick. I I can throw two of the the uh you know other ones in, but they're not truly my nine and ten. I don't think. Okay, okay. But we, we can do that. Okay, so we, picked... we definitely can't do a top. We can't do a top. Um, actually, yes, I do. Never mind. Um, anyway, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we can do a um a top five with just the two of us because I'm afraid that too many of them will be shared and we won't. We won't actually get uh, an hour's worth of conversation here. Uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave uh, my honorable mentions as honorable mentions, and I'm going to throw in a nine and ten, which are a little bit nonsensical because I. Okay. Well, my I'll I guess start with your honorable mentions. Okay. Um. So. Second, I I, I got to continue with this thought first. 
Okay, so my, my first um, honorable mention is Invictus. And the reason why it's an honorable mention before you uh, hang me up to dry is I never I, saw just... all, all of it. Oh, okay. You feel I, I never saw all of it. it. I, I, yeah, I, felt, I think, I can't remember where we got it. Or we rented it, or maybe it was available on Amazon. I don't remember. I just remember I started watching it. I thought, this is fantastic. Um, but I only, I don't, I did not make it very far before I fell asleep. And then I'm like, well, okay, I'll go back to it. And it just never, I never got back to it before it left whatever service it was on. So that's why it's on my honorable mentions because I actually have not seen it. But what I saw, I enjoyed. It's not on, it's not on my list. I do enjoy it. Um, but it also is kind of like your, it's, it's, it feels like a fairly run of the mill biopic slash sports story. And I understand that there's it has greater political significance than a lot of other movies in that category, but it didn't feel especially standout-ish to me. It I mean, probably wasn't. I... It probably wasn't. But I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it obviously didn't stand out enough for me to actually go back and finish. Right, go back and do it. Sure. Oh. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the ones that I have seen and that I do enjoy, but I don't feel like belong on this list. The first two, Elysium. It's not a great sci-fi film, but it is fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not fun? I think it's fun. I no, I said it's it's not great. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's that, not a great sci-fi film. It's one that you watch it and you're like, it feels like this was close to being good, but just not quite there. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it is really, really good for like the first three quarters, and then the ending's like, what? It just yeah. it loses all of its weight at the end, and... Yeah. Anyway, so I but I do enjoy Elysium. I every once in a while I'll pull it out and watch it again. Um, but it definitely doesn't belong on any top ten list, um, especially not a Matt Damon ten, top ten. Um, the next one is Interstellar. Um, I enjoy the film, but I, when I think of Matt Damon, I actually forgot he was even in it. I mean, I know yeah, his he, part's pretty small in it. Yeah. So I just threw it on my my other ones, and the last one is The Departed, which is not my favorite film in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I enjoyed it enough, and I. He makes he makes a good heel um, when he tries, and he just doesn't get that opportunity enough. And it's one one chance where he did. So anyway, I just thought it was worth mentioning, but it's not in my top ten. Okay, so for a while I had this movie <laughs> as my number ten, uh, just as a troll. I haven't seen it, but and also an homage to uh, Michael Chili Winters. Uh, but the cinematic feat, the great wall of China (laughs) (laughs) was on my list. Um, (laughs) that's the only honorable mention that I have. Uh, I can go first because my number 10 is one that, that you just talked about and that is the departed. Um, you know, it is, uh, I haven't gone back and watched it a ton because it's just, it doesn't there's there's a lot of people who have done that and that it's a very rewatchable movie for them it's not so much for me um it's it's a hard watch yeah and it like emotion it it gets i guess some uh uh recognition because it's you know the movie that finally not that you care about this but it's the movie that finally you know got martin scorsese his his oscar uh even though it's uh, I, I don't think anyone would argue that it's Scorsese's best right. work. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it is it, it is interesting to watch it and it's and to see it is definitely a star-studded cast, mm-hmm. and so it does have 
have that going for it, I guess. It's one that I should rewatch because it's been quite a while since I have. So, uh, Trevor, your number 10. Okay, keep in mind, 9 and 10, little trolley. Number 10, Team America, World Police. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean it. <laughs> so this is, uh, clearly is not Matt Damon, um, and he's not involved in the project at all, and it was all <laughs> a farce. But But you cannot say the word Matt Damon to me without immediately having the sound of the Matt Damon puppet go, Matt Damon, in the background in my head. <laughs> I, I didn't even really like this film. Uh, there's only a few parts of it that are actually entertaining. It's it's kind of... Uh, I don't uh, Honestly, it was one of those films when I got done watching it, I wanted my money back. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I paid anything to watch it. Um, but there are certainly a couple of brilliant moments in it. And I just love the story behind it that, that um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone wanted to have a more intelligent and articulate version of Matt Damon. But then the puppet came out looking, <laughs> looking silly. So they instead decided <laughs> to make him, um, I mean, they, I'll use their word. They, he came out looking retarded. And so they wanted to make him basically such. Um, so I, I is one of the two things I, to this, my, my children all know the I'm Ronry song from Kim, Kim Jong-il. Um, because I sing it to them and I really don't want them to actually investigate it in any way, shape or form. So anyway, I've, I've, um, given enough humming and hawing about team America, but anytime I think of Matt Damon immediately comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, my, my number nine, I have Ford versus Ferrari. What that low? Oh, Jay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I did enjoy it. It is good, but I guess I did enjoy the other ones more. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Like I said, this is hard. I had a hard time. There's a bunch of these oh, that can, I, if you, if you start talking to me for a minute, I could easily move them up or down. Sure. I'll, since it sounds like you have it higher up on your list, I will uh, forego talking about it and we can talk about it when we get into it on yours. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so your number nine uh my <laughs> my number nine is thor ragnarok again a little trolley but it is one of my it's one of my favorite things that he's ever done i mean he has a lot of bit parts yeah he does he, yeah. he kind of ends up in a lot of various things doing little tiny things and they're they're always worth it i mean he clearly loves doing those sorts of things so and they it shows it really really shows in thor ragnarok and when i found out that he's also in thor uh love and thunder uh -huh. I'm assuming is a similar bit part I just, i'm assuming yeah yeah i'm 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 pumped super excited to see that <laughs> so okay my number eight this will probably be another one that you have higher trevor i'm sure uh but i have true grit oh you have it so low why <laughs> because it, the other ones are so good it hurts me so bad okay i mean i do love this this movie and i probably should have it at least one higher but so let me say something before we get too deep into this and that's that there there's a surprising number of matt damon films that i have not seen uh-huh like i was looking through his list on imdb and i'm like there's tons of these that I have never even seen or some of, them, some of them I've never even heard of. Yeah. 
he's been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of them that I feel actually kind of bad about that I haven't seen. Uh, what ones fall in that? Uh, Finding Forrester, Dogma. Um, Finding Forrester was pretty good. Um, and Dogma's to... not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I've never seen it. And do you do you like Kevin Smith movies? Eh, it's one I of like... the better. It's one of the better Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Smith. There are, there are moments in Kevin Smith fan movies that I, I do enjoy, but overall they they don't really get me all that okay. interested in. Yeah, I mean that's I, I'm kind of in the same place. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what's what's your number eight, Trevor? My my number eight is probably going to harm you a little bit. Um, number eight is Rounders for me. Yeah, I've got that one uh, lower. Obviously, we can talk about it when it comes up on mine. <laughs> Yeah, um, but rounders for me, um, I'm not a, I'm not into poker as much as Jay is. Um, I don't have the patience for it. I don't think. Um, but anytime I watch rounders, I'm I'm just I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go find the underground game somewhere and lose all my money. So, but I, I know that I'm the mark, not the not the other way around. So, but it, it's got such great um, characters. The story's great. Um, and it just it's it's a really good movie i'm i'm sad that i had to put it as low as i did and i knew when i did that it would be offensive to jay i'm not offended i mean whatever there's <laughs> you have to make difficult decisions here yes it's true <laughs> uh i'm curious what you're gonna think of my next one i mean it, it feels like i am graying at this side just because of how i guess how much money it made and how important it is but really it's at a point where i don't really enjoy watching them that much anymore um and that is the jason Bourne movies you're just lumping them all together as one entry yes okay so this and movie... I, I brian and i do enjoy we will pick a movie franchise and start you know, like Mission Impossible, we'll start at the first Mission Impossible movie and watch all through them. And and we've done that a few times with the Bourne movies. And I do I do enjoy it, but it feels like I've just kind of gone at this point. Um, there's a significant drop off in I don't know what you want to call it, gravitas after the first one. So yeah. I don't I I only put the first one on my list. Um, so I kind of have a similar feeling to you. There's two on this list that I feel that way with that. Um, part of the reason why they're as low as they are is not because they weren't good or important when they came out, but because I've seen them so many times. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, in fact, my next one is going to be in a similar vein seen so many times that it's, it's worked its way down the list. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't begrudge you for, for having moved it down that low because of that feeling. Cause I, I did not put it, if you'd asked me the same question 10 years ago to much, the, the, the born identity would be much higher on my list today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So what is, what is your next one? My next one is oceans 11. Okay. So similar thing, like. I love Ocean's Eleven, I, just like I love The Born Identity. But at this point, I've seen it so many times um, that it just doesn't hold the same value that it did at one point. When I, If you would have asked me the moment I walked out of Ocean's Eleven how great the movie was, I would have told you it was the best movie I ever saw. 
You know what I mean? It just like it had that the, the the reveal at the end was such a big deal at the time. Sort of like Sixth Sense. You know, you walk out and you're just like, holy crap. Um, and then after having seen it a million times, it's still a good film, and I still love it, which is why I've got it at number seven. Um, but it just doesn't it doesn't maintain its height. So I I have the Ocean's movies as as higher up, and and I think that part of it is is that. I think I'm maybe a little bit farther along on it than you in that I went through the phase where I, I watched it a ton of times and then I didn't watch it for quite a while. And then recently we've gone through and watched it a few times again and it's been long enough that it's kind of rebounded and been uh, a, an enjoyable experience again. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing that I guess part of the reason why, so actually I would have, rated it higher than even I did, but it's an ensemble cast and he is an important part of the ensemble, but I wouldn't yeah. say the most important. Yeah. I'd probably I, rate him like third most important. I would have, I had a hard time throughout all of this differentiating between Matt Damon performances and movies with Matt Damon in them. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll see when you get to the top here, there's, there's the, where some of my biggest pains came in where I'm like, well, you know, is is this just am I rating this movie high because I love it, or am I rating this high because we're talking about Matt Damon? You know, where's the where's the differentiation? And Oceans has that problem. Yeah, there's. I mean, he's not really, he's not the core two or three characters. You know, I mean, there's supporting those. There's one that's not even on my list that you're gonna be like so upset at me that it's not. But it's it's mostly because it just doesn't. It's not a Matt Damon film to me. So. Um, I will say, so continuing, I mean, I, I guess I'll, we'll come back to oceans when it, um, uh, when it gets on your list, when it gets on mine. So, uh, my number six, one that <laughs> I don't expect to be on Trevor's list at all <laughs> or really anyone else's list. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I've got a little bit of recency bias going on here and I put the last duel as, Number six. And You're correct. It is not on my list at all. Yes. <laughs> uh, really, my main argument as to why I place this as high as I did is because it's so out of character for Matt David, who is this, in most movies, he is this charismatic, handsome you know, individual, and then you get to The Last Duel, and the character that he plays is, I think, probably the best depiction I've ever seen of a D&D character that's a fighter that took a dump stat in charisma <laughs> <laughs> and is, is an amazing fighter, but has no charisma. And and so, A, it's, it's enjoyable watching him... Uh, act against his his normal uh, casting or the way he comes off. The other thing that's that's interesting about it as well, though, is that it's it's enjoyable, in my opinion, in the story. Watching him, you know, he'll he'll go in a battle and be an awesome fighter, and then he'll come home and he'll be trying to navigate court uh, with the other nobles, and will just like. It's like you're watching Elmer Fudd step on a rake and <laughs> hit his face because he just can't navigate the intricacies of the the royal court with his 
crappy charisma score. Um, um, I will I will say that I agree with you in in the fact that I feel like this is one of Matt Damon's better performances. Yes, that was I, that was part of why I rated it so high because I do think that it's it was a pretty amazing performance. Yeah, yeah. I just it's a movie that um, I it's would a have difficult to be movie. In, <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult movie to watch. I'd have to be in the right mood to watch it again. Um, I bought it. It's one of those movies that'll sit on my shelf for probably ten years before I watch again. In fact, I'll probably forget what it's all about before I decide to sit down and watch it again. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is why I didn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he does do an amazing job. He, he, I mean, I mentioned The Departed as him being the heel, but in this case, they're all heels. Um, it feels like it. I, there's very yeah. few characters I like in that in that movie. Um, and he definitely does a good job of making you kind of dislike him at various times. Yeah. Sometimes you feel sympathetic for him too, but uh, more yeah, in a yeah. p- pity way than a than a you want him to succeed way. Yeah. All right, Trevor, your number six. Uh, my number six is Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Um, and let's and, have the more in-depth conversation now. Okay. So I realize that there's some nuance here that I think the average audience doesn't care about or even, but but his portrayal of um, Carol Shelby I think is quite on point. As far as, I mean, the movie's not necessarily truthful per se. It kind of skips over a lot of the things for Hollywood's sake. But he does a really good job of kind of both of him and um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale do a good job of just kind of giving you who those people were as kind of encapsulating them. And it's really hard to encapsulate real people who did real things, real amazing things. Um, and so it, it is a little bit shallow uh, overall, and just like any movie about a real person's life. But I think that Matt Damon and um, <laughs> God, I'm so bad now because you just meant said it. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Um, I think they both did a really good job, and it is an interesting story. It's one of those stories that gets told from multiple perspectives, uh, like from documentary perspectives, et cetera, et cetera. And and so anyway, I just think it's the most entertaining well to, way to tell that story, and I think that um, that they did a really good job of making it funny and interesting. It's a great movie, but obviously it's not going to compare to some of our other movies we're going to talk about, which is why I put it at six. But so, I want to put it higher. But I think that um, I'm not sure why I'm not putting it higher. But there's I love the other movies more. So I I had it at nine. You have it at six. Um... I mean, do you think that part of the reason why you graded it highly is or higher than me is the fact that, like, you know, if if I hear, you know, the name of Shelby, I I recognize it, but I don't necessarily know a ton of the story, et cetera. Um, do you feel like you being more of a car guy slash knowing more of the story makes it grade higher for you or uh, or no? Uh, yeah, I think there's some bias there for me. I, I would, I would admit to that. I mean, I don't um, think that it's, uh, that that's bad per se. No, I mean, I, you know, it's certainly not a show for everyone. I mean, I think it is a show for everyone. Let me rephrase. I don't think that it's going to have the same effect on everyone. I think it's a good show. I don't think you need to know about the Ford versus Ferrari story to enjoy it, but certainly there's some things that happen in the movie that are over-exaggerated. Um, that happened in real life, uh, like them going to um, 
like Lee Iacocca going to to um, Ferrari and, and trying to buy them, and then basically laughing him out. Those things really did happen, right? Not to necessarily to that extent or that way, um, but certainly they are interesting to see on screen. But if if you didn't know that, I mean, it just it's just another scene. To you. So I do, certainly think it has more weight for for car people than it does the average view movie goer but the best part about all this you don't have to know that stuff to enjoy the movie right yeah it's it is an entertaining story that uh you enjoy because it's it's a good story on its own yeah you you know you we were thinking about different top fives we could do and and you know it'd be interesting to do a top five like of of our favorite car movies for me at least uh-huh. Uh, you know, I wouldn't make the two of you guys do that because you probably don't have five car movies you enjoy. But the truth is, is, is it, I'd have to sit down and think about it, but this is one of the best, like, I mean, I think that certainly Fast and Furious has some value to car people, but as, sure, a, movie, sure. as a movie, this is probably a better movie, even though it pains me to say that. But it's just, it's one of the better car movies that's ever been made. Sure, yeah. Um. All right, so... My number five. Uh, five is where I have Ocean's Eleven. Uh, I would have had it higher if, like I said, if it wasn't part of a ensemble cast. Um, I, I, one of the things I was waiting to say, I guess, on this for for when I had it was, I think that of almost any movie, if you were grading a movie and if you had Fun Factor as one of the the categories. The Ocean's Eleven movie is, in my opinion, would get a 10, and it might be like one of the highest scores ever on a movie for Fun Factor. It's kind of the definition of me of what, what the movie is. It's just a fun watch, um, and it's it's interesting to me that they did such a... Uh, I mean, I, Steven Soderbergh obviously is a great filmmaker, um, but... It's that's I guess that's the defining quality to me of what the Oceans movie are is I guess cool and fun kind of all wrapped together. So I uh, I'm I I'm trying to figure out if I'm a Steven Soderbergh lover or not. I've uh-huh. seen I've seen very few of his shows. Okay. Uh, but the ones I've seen, almost all of them I love. So I I don't know if I should be like diving in or maybe I'm just seeing things that that are more up my alley uh yeah i don't know the answer to that there's so, some i've watched that uh have not landed with me as well as others but some that that are quite amazing obviously have you seen logan lucky yes do you like it i thought it was just okay okay it's probably my favorite film of his uh okay <laughs> I think so I went I, into it. I, I had some friends who were like, "Oh my god, it's so amazing!" and and I went into it, and I was like, eh, "I mean, it's okay." So <laughs> I I I enjoy it a lot. I I still I quote it all the time to my wife and my daughter who both seen it, so they they at least get the quotes because I think the average Joe on the street definitely wouldn't. I'm assuming that so there's another movie that he his most one of his most recent movies called Kimmy that stars Zoe Kravitz. And I think that it was a, a same day release on HBO as uh, um, I've, I've seen it. I don't know anything about it. It was pretty good. It's if it's still on HBO, it's I thought it was worth uh, worth the watch. OK, well, I'll have to take a look at it then. I didn't even know it was uh, Steven Soderbergh. Film, so. Yeah, it is. 
All right, so you're number five. Uh, my number five is the Born Identity. Um, okay. I, I do have it higher than Ocean's Eleven, um, mostly because it's more of a Matt Damon film than Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, but I, I have the same burnout on both of these films. Uh, so when we've already talked about that, but um, the Born Identity is one of those films where I've seen the first half probably twice as many times as the last half, um, just from falling asleep in it. But I've watched it so many times, and just it's one of those films that you know, what do we watch? I don't know. Let's look through what we've got. Oh, we'll watch the Born Identity, and I've you know, I don't. It's one of those films I've probably seen you know, who knows, twenty, thirty times. Um, I guess what what uh, we we've talked a little bit about our our current state with the Born Identity. What was how did you feel about the movie? when the first few times you watched it oh i just thought it was fantastic i i really enjoyed the action sequences i enjoyed feeling like you were learning about him as he was learning about himself um you were you felt like many times he felt almost appalled at himself and you were just as appalled at maybe what he was willing to do or capable of doing um it just really it redefined action movies when it at its release in many ways yeah yeah um so you know and that's part of the problem too is it redefined action movies in a way that so many other sort of copy copy now yeah, yeah yeah that you're going back to and it doesn't feel as ingenious or new or fresh as it did when it first came out I, i'll be honest all... i haven't seen very many i've seen i think the next two but then i haven't seen any of them beyond that yeah i will say that it was maybe maybe the statement is false but it feels true to me um it was an action franchise that felt like it was one where that was a pretty culturally significant and one that B you felt like you needed to go watch in the theater. I actually never saw it in theater because at that time my kids were all young. We huh. saw it on a small TV. So it I kind of wish I had it, it definitely the, the theater experience of it at the time uh, I felt like improved a lot because of all the, you know, sound and et cetera going on with it. But so one of the one of its faults, if you can call it a fault, is that many of the action sequences are somewhat blurry and yeah. very quick and the camera's really close to them. Kind of shaky cam sometimes. Yeah, shaky cam and it's really hard. There's times where where in, in some of the fight scenes if they're if the the if Bourne and the guy he's fighting are wearing a similar colored shirt where you're not sure who's punching who. Um, and, and I can see the complaint about that, but the, to your credit, what you're saying here, seeing it on the big screen certainly would help, uh, with that a little bit. Uh, but a lot of times on a little screen, it's a little bit of a blur. I will mention that one of the things that was impactful about the Born Identity was that it sort of harkened back to Die Hard in that at the time, um, Matt Damon was not necessarily considered an action star in any way, shape or form. Uh huh. And this sort of like said, yes, the average man, um, quote unquote, average man <laughs> can can be an action star like Bruce Willis was when he first, you know, took on an action role. And everyone's like, this moonlighting guy is going to take an action role. All right. Uh, so that was my number five. Yes. Your number uh, five. My number five. No, no, no. My number five was the board. Oh, OK. Yeah. So my number four. Uh, I have the Martian. Um, I feel like it's rare for a book adaption to be, to come close to being as good as the book is. And I, I don't think that, you know, the movie is as good as the book, but they did do a great job with the movie. And I, I think that Matt Damon's performance was a, a decent part of why it was. 
I agree. My my number four is also The Martian. Um, and my only complaint about the movie really is the ending that they they drastically changed from the book and felt a little nonsensical. Yes. Um, yeah. But beyond that, it is just it does a fantastic retelling of a amazing book that um and they do it in in a movie time frame so that's not easy to do especially with a book as as um well paced as the martian yeah so um i've actually never gone back and reread the martian specifically because every time i've sort of had that feeling or that desire i just sort of watch the movie and that kind of satiates Satiates it yeah yeah yeah, my my desire to read the book which is probably a bad thing because the book is better and yeah. I, I really should go back and reread the book. Um, but I was a, I was super afraid when they announced the movie that they were going to just basically butcher the book. Slaughter it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they didn't. So, yeah, it's a great movie. And it's fun. And I think unlike um, unlike the Bourne and the Oceans movies, I don't think it fades as much. There's not those big reveals. There's not. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit better drama as far as there's no one that you hate. And intentionally, because the book doesn't really have anybody to hate. Um, you you just you learn about people, and it's. I, I wish there was more stories like it where there was really you loved all the characters. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My number three is Rounders. Um, I mean, I, I guess three things I'll say about Rounders. First one, Trevor touched on. Almost anyone after you watch it, it makes you want to play poker. <laughs> <laughs> Which. It's not necessarily a good thing for some of us. It did it did create kind of a poker boom as well. Oh, I'm sure it did, yeah. Um the second part is that it is it does feel like there's no there's never a dull moment in the movie. There's no point where it is poorly paced. Um it, back in the once upon a time, uh movies used to play on uh T V stations. <laughs> and, kids ask your, your and if you were about. surfing through tv stations <laughs> and came across rounders you could jump into the show at any point and just be like uh glued glued in uh third thing i'll say is that it's also it 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 just comes off as feeling smart also as feeling as though you are it it felt kind of authentic or that you were uh it this was viewer feel smart correct yeah it felt like you were getting a glimpse into this subculture that you probably knew nothing about and it was almost like teaching you about it as well so do you think so my bias for ford versus ferrari do you think you i i mean uh, this is a question definitely but do do you (laughs) think it has the same um sort of impact in that if i knew nothing about poker i could watch it and feel like i was being taught to, to the point where he understood it. I think so. I mean, I didn't know a ton about poker necessarily before Rounders. So, okay, yeah. Trevor, I do think f- that that's its biggest boon is it makes you feel like you could be a smart poker player too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which is a, a little white lie for yeah. some of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three is True Grit. Okay. Um, True Grit is. I mean, we don't get very many Westerns anymore, but it's clearly the best Western that's happened within the last. Yeah, it's a low bar. <laughs> probably. I mean, for me, it's the best Western since Unforgiven. Sure. Yeah. So and I don't I don't think that's a dramatic or crazy thing to say. No, probably not. So um, but it's just it's it's better than that. It's not just a good Western. It is a really good film. And I think it, it the other thing it does is I think it eclipses the original True Grit, which I'm sure there's yes. some. 
I think there's some original True Grit lovers out there, which the original True Grit is still really good. It is really good, yes. Yeah, but um, I'm sure there's some True Grit lovers out there that will hate me for saying that, but I think the and, new True Grit is better. I mean, I would say that there, you know, I've I've growing up, I watched a fair number of John Wayne movies because my my father enjoyed them, mm-hmm. um, and there is a range of quality in them. I would probably say that, you know, of what I remember of them, True Grit was one of the better uh, John Wayne. It is, movies. yeah. Yes, um, but this is a, a, an adaptation of it that uh, eclipses the original. Yeah, one of the thing, funny things about Hollywood, at least for me, and maybe it's not as noticeable to other people, or maybe I'm imagining it, but it just feels like through the 40s and 50s, they were kind of figuring out how to do, how to move stage actors into film, and you can tell. I, it, it's really noticeable to me. Um, I, I've been recently watching the Ten Commandments, and Yul Brenner and um, I can't think of his name. Anyway, Moses. They they love to open their shoulder out to the camera like a a, a um, like a stage actor would. Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Yeah. They they love to open their shoulder out like a stage actor is mm-hmm. taught. They do. They project like they're on stage. There's a lot of stage acting that is in those 40s and 50s films, not just that one, but a lot of them. And it's it's not good for film. And by the time the new True Grit and and John Wayne does it, too, a lot in the older John Wayne films um, and the newer John Wayne films like like True Grit when he's getting a little bit older and Hollywood is figuring out how to make better films are are better. The quality just goes up as you go. Um. I am also a Coen Brothers fan. It's interesting that, you know, them making a Western. Um, I think probably one of the reasons why I had it at number eight and not as highly ranked as you is because to me, this really feels like a Jeff Bridges movie. Mm, Yeah, that's fair. And, and I love Jeff Bridges and I love Jeff Bridges in this movie. Um, But that was probably why I created it a little bit lower than you. That's interesting. I I actually don't like Matt Damon's character here, um, but that's not because of Matt Damon. I, he plays it well. To right. The point yeah. Where I don't yes. like his character. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was a good all around movie. It's one of Matt Damon's great performances. So that's why I put it here. Fair enough. All right. So my number three or sorry, I'm on number two. Yes. Uh, so this one likely won't be on your list at this point. I'm assuming Trevor, uh, this should probably be my number one, um, but I, I placed it number two. Uh, it is The Talented Mr. Rimpley. It's not on my list at all. And yeah. uh, we can talk about why after you're done. So part of the reason why it is so highly rated for me is that it feels to me like, uh, although, <laughs> again, this is a Matt Damon list, but this this is an amazing performance from him, but it also feels like this might be the best performance from Jude Law and Philip Seymour Hoffman of any of their movies. And so it kind of uh, knocks it out of the park for me. So I don't know. It's uh, it was also, it's also really early in his career. And mm-hmm. I think was, it was kind of the movie where uh, Goodwill hunting came out and people were like started to take notice. And then right after that, the talented Mr. Ripley came out and it was like, Oh, well this wasn't just a flash in the pan. This is right. Yeah. Um, so I know I've seen the talented Mr. Ripley, but I'm like fairly certain that my brain is just completely blocked it out. 
um mostly because what i do remember of it um it just was really it was a hard watch for me it was just i didn't it was not entertaining didn't enjoy it just really struggled to get through it really I mean, it hated does Matt have, damon's character yeah i mean it, it does have a fair number of uh socially awkward yeah incident where like if there's there's sometimes where you watch it so, uh, like a socially awkward scene and it it almost makes you like cringe on the inside and you uh feel bad watching it like there's that can happen with this movie so yeah i i, I felt it basically from the first the the opening scroll until the end like just it was hard for me to watch i didn't enjoy it um i did watch all of it i've never gone back and maybe i should you know the wisdom of of more age might change my viewpoint of it um yeah but. i'd be curious it is uh i'm i'm a really big philip seymour hoffman fan mm-hmm. and i'm sad he's gone but i i liked his role in this one quite a bit as well yeah i i i'll be honest i i remember so little about it i just yeah. i've yeah. kind of just completely blocked it out of my mind it is one i should probably go but i probably haven't seen it since 2000 you know 22 True. years ago <laughs> so all right, uh, my number two, and this is probably one that isn't on Jay's list at all, and I hate him for it, uh, but I understand his reasoning. Um, my number two is Saving Private Ryan. I realize that Private Ryan is a very small role in the movie. Um, and really, that's that's my only reason that it's that I don't have it on there. It's I think it is an amazing movie that I love, but the reasons that I love it really don't have anything to do with Matt Damon. <laughs> well, Matt Damon's character is not all that likable, to be fair. Sure. Um, and he's not the most unlikable of. No, he's not the most unlikable. He's not the most like. He's just sort of there, and that's really all he was supposed to be. Was just be sure. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just this is one of those ones where I really, really struggled because this is my favorite movie on my entire list. I didn't put it at number one because I'm like, well, it's I'm like, it's not really a Matt Damon film, but I feel I feel almost like contractually obligated. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm I'm I, I'm really torn. Like. It, it, I have a hard time not putting this film on a list. Like you could, you could ask me for a top five Vin Diesel list and this would be number one. And Vin Diesel's role is, is super tiny. Like I just, this is such a big movie for me. It's so important to me. So I think it, I think it does the Obviously if you've watched the movie, the movie works so much better uh, with it. They, they go and do this heroic rescue mission and the fact that Matt Damon is is just kind of a nothing burger makes the movie that much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so wait a second, we're 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 going to all these heroic ends for this guy. <laughs> well, so you you really have to go you have to go to the next level and say we're doing all these heroic ends for this guy's mother. Yeah, yeah. That's what kills me is the scene where the 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 army sergeant or whatever brings out the right. the news to his mother right. and she's just gosh, I'm about to break up into tears right here. All right. All right, next movie. Okay. Well, my number 1 uh is Goodwill Hunting. Uh it is the movie he made, he won an Oscar for, although it was for screenwriting. Uh, screenwriting, which is a little bit uh, humorous it's, it's the only oscar he has was for screenwriting it um although uh uh his co-star got robin williams got a uh, supporting actor um and it's a movie i've watched tons of times it's one that i had on when i was playing everquest and it's i 
I just enjoy it a lot. So. Well, in a uh, turn of rarity, Jay and I agree. Uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting is my number one as well. Um, it is. It is interesting. It's funny. It's got great performances from both him and Robin Williams. Um, the pain in Robin Williams' face at this point, and with hindsight, is somewhat difficult to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, it is such a fantastic movie, and it tells such great stories. Even some of the the um, supporting roles, like Stellan Skarsgård or Minnie Driver or Casey yeah. Affleck, um, they, they bring a lot to the movie as well. Yeah, it is... Uh, man, it it should be on any movie buffs like to watch list if you haven't seen it. Yeah, um, and yeah. if you have, you should go back and rewatch it because it's fantastic. How you like them apples? <laughs> How you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there is our top ten Matt Damon lists. Uh, let us know what you guys think of uh, our list or what you would have different. <laughs>